Hi, I'm Kurt Barnes. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible. It's my prayer that you would be continually growing in your relationship with Jesus and that this podcast would be one of the many tools that the Holy Spirit is using in your life to bring about transformation. Don't forget to press the subscribe button and remember, you can hear our full-length sermons at scf.tv. Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue through the book of John. Today reading John chapter 8, verse 1 through 11. Now Jesus is at the Feast of Tabernacles, and there he has just stood up on the biggest day of the feast and declared he is the water of life, and anyone who comes to him and drinks out of him will flow streams of living water. The crowds are really divided about who Jesus is because he keeps making statements about being the Son of God and the Messiah and performing wonderful miracles. So some of the crowd believes and some of the crowd wants to have him arrested and killed for blasphemy. So now we pick up in chapter 8, verse 1. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in an act of adultery. In the law of Moses, it commands us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. Okay, so now this theme emerges all throughout the Gospels. You'll see the Pharisees now resorting to using these traps, using puzzles, using um, loopholes in the law in order to try to find a reason to bring an accusation against Jesus. This one is rather dramatic. Just imagine the scene here. You're at the temple, you have a crowd gathered around, and now a woman who's been caught in the act of adultery, um, shame, has been brought before Jesus. Now, they have a clear uh, teaching, a clear law, an interpretation of the law of Moses that tells them exactly what to do with this woman. And so knowing Jesus and knowing how filled with grace he is, they're hoping that he will oppose the law of Moses so they have a reason to have him arrested and killed for blasphemy. So it goes on. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. Now that's an odd thing. This is one of my favorite passages. And just imagine this scene, how dramatic this moment would have been. And Jesus gets down and starts to write in the dirt. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. This is such strange behavior from Jesus in the midst of such an intense situation. He writes in the dirt, stands up and makes this statement. Okay, let's stone her. Whoever here has never sinned, you get to go first. And then gets down and starts to write in the dirt again. I've always wondered, what was Jesus writing in the dirt? Maybe he was writing lists of sins of the Pharisees who were standing there watching. Maybe he was just doodling. I don't know, but whatever he did, whatever he wrote, This moment uh, totally deflected the plans of the Pharisees because verse 9 says this, At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, 
Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? Now I want to point something out to you real quick. Was there anyone there in the crowd that had never sinned that had the right to toss the first stone, to condemn this woman? The answer is yes, there was. Jesus. Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God, was sin-free, and he had every right to cast judgment, to pass judgment on this woman. Nobody else in that crowd was sin-free. Nobody else in that crowd had lived a life free of sin and free of guilt, but Jesus had. And so when Jesus asks her this question, has no one condemned you? Listen to her response, verse 11. No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Now go, leave your life of sin. Okay, so Jesus' grace, his response to this woman, and his ability to deflect the traps of the Pharisees is just so wonderful. Jesus shows this woman love and kindness and compassion. He tells her that he doesn't condemn her. And we know from the book of Romans that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and called according to his purpose. It means that there was going to be a penalty for this woman's sin. You need to understand this. There was going to be a death sentence for this woman's sin. It was going to be paid in full, but not by her, by the man who was speaking to her, who let her go, who said he didn't condemn her. Instead, he condemned himself. He sentenced himself to death for her sin. And by releasing her, he was going to pay the price for her sin and the sin of all of those Pharisees, all of those people who had gathered around that day. He was going to pay for their sin as well on the cross. So when Jesus declares to her, I do not condemn you, he's not saying there's no penalty for the sin that you committed. He's just declaring his willingness to be the one to pay. And then he leaves her with this statement that's very important for you and I to notice. Jesus doesn't just poo-poo her sin. He doesn't say, oh, no big deal, try harder next time. Because remember, he's going to pay a price for that sin. So he tells her, now go and leave your life of sin. Go and sin no more. This woman has been shown incredible grace by Jesus, and that grace frees her, empowers her, to be able to go and live a brand new life, to be able to go and walk away from her life of sin, because Jesus paid a price to make that possible. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this text today. And I thank you that it demonstrates to us such an important thing for us to understand that we are sinners and that we are guilty. And as we know from the book of Romans, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that you paid the wages of our sin, that you took it upon your own back, your own shoulders, your own hands as you were nailed to that cross so that we could be set free so that we could be forgiven, so that we could stand pure, clean, made righteous by your blood. Thank you, Jesus, for all of this. In your name, amen.